Hello everybody, welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, good to have you back with us on our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. This is episode 194, and I'm so glad that you are with me again. As always, would love for you to share this wherever you may be listening, to your friends, to your social media platforms, leave us a review and a rating. That would certainly help us. I appreciate that. If you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com. There's many other resources available there. You can also communicate with me through the website. would love to hear from you. Hey, just so privileged that you are with us. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast family and to all the regular listeners. Glad you are back with me again. I just want to say from the outset, excuse my sniffles. I'm doing the best I can in an allergy season <laughs> to not be sniffling this entire podcast episode. I'll do the best I can. Hey, today I want to talk about finding confidence as a leader. Finding confidence as a leader. Confidence simply defined is full trust. It is belief in one's abilities even a self-reliance. Confidence. Confidence is so important when you think about leadership and serving and uh, recognizing that others are confident leaders and that we like to serve confident leaders. We like, we like to follow confident leaders. We, there's something about that idea of a, a leader that's confident that it, it, it creates that trust, doesn't it? That willingness to follow, that, that idea that you know they're they've got wisdom they've got competence they've got they've got understanding they've they, that there's something about them that you want to follow because you feel like that confidence is going to move something forward and it's going to create positive change and and prosperity and flourishing the question then becomes for a, a leader is how do i find that confidence if i've lost it or how do i continue to grow that confidence let's talk about that You know, confidence is not a um, arrive and you're done. Confidence is an ongoing process. It is something that, you know, ebbs and flows in seasons. And there, there may be times, even years, at which you are having great confidence. But then a, cir- a circumstance or a situation or even, even something personal in your life may happen and you find your confidence may be diminishing. It may have taken a hit. Maybe... You made a decision as a leader that didn't work out, and the confidence that others have in you may take a hit. It may wane. It may, it may diminish. Confidence is so important, and to as a leader, to build confidence is to admit that this is an ongoing process, and that I want to continue to exhibit and to role model confidence as a leader, and I want to continue to do the kind of things that will grow confidence, that will feed the confidence that we have. And there are things that you can do, strategies, ideas, places, ways in which you can engage that will help you find confidence and and grow confidence and develop confidence and even maintain confidence in the middle of difficulties and trials. I was listening to a YouTube lesson today by a great leadership author and communicator and uh, maybe master of leadership. He probably wouldn't call himself that, but Dr. John Maxwell. And he talked about how in crisis, attitude really shows up. You can learn a person's attitude. You see their attitude. You know the real meat of their attitude in difficulty. 
Everybody can have a good attitude when things are going great. It's when things aren't going great that the real attitude shows up of a leader. I think the same is true for confidence, that when everything's going well, there's not necessarily a need for confidence in, in the forefront of leadership, in the place where sort of our leadership rubber meets the road. But it's in those places of difficulty that people want to have confidence in you as a leader. And you want to grow that confidence, and you want to develop that confidence. Often when I am putting this podcast together, I envision sitting across from me a 28-year-old new leader. And, and that new leader is, you know, uh, excited about the, the idea of leadership and the opportunity and, and promise and potential of leadership. But they also may be wrestling with confidence. I want to share with you six places that you can find confidence, but I also want to share with you quickly six signs of diminishing confidence. How do I know if my confidence is diminishing or growing? And let me share with you these six signs of diminishing confidence. So, Sign number one, that your confidence is waning, that is weakening, that it is diminishing, is insecurity. Insecurity. Insecurity is when you walk into a room and you don't feel like you belong. Insecurity is often the, um, it is the, it is the, it is the hidden motive. It is the, it is the part of you that wants to remain hidden. And so you um, become a poser in leadership. Your bravado takes over. Your charisma takes over because your character isn't sure that you really deserve to be in the room or should be in the room or are talented or gifted or competent enough to be in the room. Insecurity on a consistent basis as a leader is a sign of diminishing confidence. And almost every leader that I have ever met has some form of insecurity that they have to deal with. I don't know that you ever remove insecurity, but you can stop feeding insecurity. And if you find yourself consistently insecure, unstable, unsure, that's a sign that your confidence is diminishing. Second sign is body language. Body language that is closed off, leaning back, wants to be out, it wants to be somewhere else, lack of eye contact, uh, inability to be transparent or to be vulnerable, to be open, or to even to, to feel comfortable in spaces where transparency and vulnerability may be consistent practices and what's really going on. The desire to bolt out of that, the desire with the arms uh, folded and maybe the face your facial expression is a bit scowled, or maybe your brow is furrowed. Often the body language is even subconscious. We don't realize we're doing it, but that body language can sort of create like this self-protecting uh, armor that you put on because your confidence is diminishing. The third sign of, of waning confidence is indecision. You become uh, paralyzed. You just can't make a quality decision. You take too long to make decisions. You miss opportunities or your decisions become rooted in insecurity and fear, worry. And so these ideas begin to motivate and influence and contribute to your decision making more than what you want. And you realize that you just become indecisive. It's almost the analysis paralysis scenario that you become. It's the paralysis of analysis. It's so much anal analytics. It's so much evaluating and thinking and pondering and processing and contemplating and looking at stuff that no decision is ever made. And so you don't have confidence. It's waning. 
The fourth sign, and this is a biggie, is that we hide through delegation. I love delegation as a leader. It is really, really important. It's very important. But it's easy as a leader to hide our character, to hide who we are through delegation. I remember many years ago in a faith-based community, our church was experiencing unusual gifts that people were actually being healed as we prayed for them. And I had a lot of lack of confidence, a lack of faith in that. And as a pastor, you know, you delegate this, you empower other people to do it. And people would come to me because I was one of the pastors and want prayer for healing. But I would send them to someone else in the name of empowerment, in the name of delegation. But I knew what I was really doing. I was hiding. I was hiding my lack of confidence. I was hiding my lack of faith. It's easy to hide through delegation, and if that's what you're doing, it is a sign of diminishing confidence. Number five, you reject opportunities. You close off opportunities. You resist opportunities. You ignore opportunities. You reject opportunities. You don't want anything to do with new opportunities because you don't have confidence. It's diminished. It's thin. It's weak. It's waning. And therefore, when amazing opportunities pop up for you, for your company, for your team, for your ministry, for your family, you ignore those opportunities because you don't have confidence to really walk it out and to engage it. Lastly, the sixth sign of diminishing confidence is fear of exposure. This gets back to some of the insecurity stuff. You become a poser. You, you become a hypocrite. You become fake. You rely more on your charisma and your bravado than you do your character and your competency. And you know how to talk around things, but you don't really say anything. And you may have the title of a leader, but you're not actually leading anybody. You're not making decisions. You're not developing other people. You're not developing yourself. And so this isn't an exhaustive list, but I've experienced all six of these, and sometimes I still experience them, six signs of diminishing confidence, insecurity, negative closed body language, indecision, hiding through delegation, rejecting, resisting, ignoring fresh opportunities, exciting opportunities, and fear of exposure. Now, if you're experiencing any of that, I want to share with you six places where you can go and you can find confidence and renew and refresh and restore your confidence as a leader. Because remember, confidence can be challenging, but it is an ongoing process. So feed your confidence, water your confidence, grow your confidence. You can do it. So here's the first place where you can find your confidence. Place number one is in your identity. It is in your identity. This is such a big deal because many of us as leaders have fall vulnerable to the trap that our leadership defines us rather than our identity framing and constructing our leadership. Our leadership frames and constructs our identity. And so when our leadership is good, our identity is strong and exciting. When our leadership struggles and it is not that good, it is not that healthy, then our identity suffers. Friends, I want to encourage you to separate your identity from your leadership. You can find confidence in your identity. So even on the kind of days where you don't make the best decisions, you may feel indecisive, you may feel like your confidence has taken a hit, you have a source, you have a place where you can go and remember who you are. 
because you are not your failures. You are not as good as your best day, and you are not as bad as your worst day. You're simply not those things. And your identity needs to come from an outside place that's not attached to your behavior or your character or your charisma. It needs to come from an objective place. And as a follower of Jesus, I believe that place comes from God. That he, when you give your life to Christ, he calls you son or daughter. No matter what you've done, the mistakes you make and the failures you have or the successes you accomplish, none of that touches this broad and very powerful idea of your identity. And you can go to your identity and find confidence. The second place you can go to find confidence is in mentors and coaches. Mentors and coaches. I love that. Mentors uh, and coaches. Let me, let me tell you the difference in my mind between mentoring and coaching. Uh, mentoring is when I'm going to pull from my stories, my experiences, my life, and I'm going to share these stories, these experiences with you, and then I'm going to extrapolate from these stories and these experiences truths or lessons that you could apply to your life that would help you in your leadership. And so mentoring is taking of my story and giving it to you so that you get and learn something and, and, and are given something that helps you. Coaching is where I don't really take from my story. I ask you questions about your story. Coaching is very, very, uh, it is a curious process where I just con- consistently ask good open-ended questions to help you discover your story. So I'm not sharing with you my story. I'm asking you questions to help you discover your story. I believe we need mentors and coaches. We need both, and a good coach or a good mentor can pull from both. They can pull from both, you know, and just sort of bounce back and forth in a way that you find empowerment and and education and knowledge and insight and opportunity, apprenticeship and, and development and growth. And so your confidence is growing because you find it in mentors and coaches who want to pour into you. Place number three is competency, that you can continue to learn. You can continue to learn to read, to listen, to have conversations, and the more you learn, you can increase your confidence. I mean, there are so many places and ways in which you can grow. And I was just at the local bookstore today and looking at the business books and leadership books and just reminding myself of topics and themes and places in which I want to continue to grow and be sharp and be fresh and and be able to give to other people and, and develop myself and build in myself. And I love books and podcasts because they're often these um, condensed versions of people's best and most interesting material. I love growing in competency because it does increase my confidence when I can learn things and I can have a conversation with people about different subjects and different ideas. I can be good listeners and ask good, open-ended, curious questions and learn by leaning forward into curiosity and leaning forward into other people's material. Place number four where you can grow confidence is accomplishment. It's just recognizing that as a leader, if you look at your resume over the over the years, you've probably made some good decisions. You, you've been a good leader. You've given healthy leadership, visionary leadership, compassionate leadership, courageous leadership to other people. 
And I encourage you to think about those accomplishments. Remember the times and places that you gave good leadership. And think about the principles and practices and mindsets and beliefs and attitudes that you had in those moments when you gave great leadership, life-giving leadership, healthy leadership, and duplicate it. Copy and paste again. Because the essence of leadership is just sort of copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. It is doing the great things consistently so that you give healthy leadership. So accomplishment, remember the places where you've given good leadership. You can do it. You can build your confidence by choosing to remember. Place number five is reframing failure. Every leader is going to experience times that might be defined as failure. But what if you reframed failure? Again, listening to John, Dr. Maxwell earlier today, what was it? I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it. But he said there's, um, there's, there's success or failure. It's not success or failure. It's success or learning. It is success or learning. Reframing failure as opportunities to learn, which can require evaluation, reflection, maybe a conversation with your colleagues, your ministry team, your small group, whatever it may be. But you can grow in confidence because you recognize that for a leader, there is no failure. There's just learning. And you want to glean and maximize everything you can out of those moments that didn't really accomplish everything you had hoped for. And so you look at them, and you examine them, and you glean from them. You pray about them. You talk with your pastor. You talk with a trusted friend, and you recognize that if I reframe this moment, that otherwise where my confidence takes a hit and diminishes, if I reframe it into something that I can learn and do again and do better, I actually increase my confidence. Lastly, the last place where you can find confidence is in self-care. It's in self-care. It's important that you take care of your body, that you take care of your mind, that you take care of your soul. You know, confidence is so important, and oftentimes our confidence can wane, but simply we're battling fatigue. We're burning the candle of burnout. And so we stop stop leading out of our self-care overflow, and we're leading out of the bottom of the barrel. And we're just giving the best we have, but we haven't really taken anything in. It was listening and reading a book by Dr. Brene, uh, I don't know if she's a doctor, but Brene Brown today that talked about the need for people to inhale and exhale, not just naturally in our breathing, but self-care is inhaling. It is breathing in and taking in those things that bring life to you because as a leader, you're going to have a lot of exhale moments where you have to give away things to people. You cannot give away what you don't have. You can't take people where you haven't been. And when you take care of yourself, you can grow your confidence. I remember years ago listening to a a leader talk about the subject of confidence, and he made this distinction, which I found really helpful. He said, arrogance is what I can take from you for personal gain. Confidence is what I can give you for your gain. So confidence is about other people. Don't let self-care and these other things become a point of selfishness. No, I'm going to care for me so I can bring the best me in confidence to the places where I lead. Finding confidence, friends, it's possible in your identity and mentors and coaches and competency in your accomplishments and remembering them, reframing failure, and in simply taking care of yourself. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 194. Stay healthy, stay hopeful this week, and I'll talk to you again soon.